Did your favorite NFL team win the Super Bowl? No? Then the NFL Draft is your Super Bowl. I'm Danny Heifetz, and from now until the draft, we are turning our fantasy football show feed into the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we talk about the top players and most important storylines for the NFL Draft. So join us on the Ringer NFL Draft Show. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Sub shoes? Sami Zayn did not defeat Roman Reigns he at the Elimination not. Chamber. But here's my question for you. Did Sami Zayn come out better off than how he went in? He, I will say he did. Um, however, I do have a lot of questions on, on, on how they chose to end it, mm -hmm. right? It was definitely a little questionable at the end. I think he made himself look better than he did going in because of the quality of the match and the buildup and him basically carrying this entire pay-per-view on his back. Like, absolutely. Like, now he is a main eventer in my eyes and a lot of other people's eyes. But uh, as far as how they chose to end it, it kind of left more questions than answers, I'd say. I love the match. I love the whole show, but I have to agree with you on that. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's start the show. Okay. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, shoes. How about yourself, man? I'm good. A little bit under the weather, but it's okay because we're coming off the elimination chamber. Yeah, uh, and you are here to react to that. There's also uh, I heard some your non lungs are currently in the elimination chamber. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> uh, everything inside is. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of elimination. A lot, a lot of a lot of chambers being eliminated. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I like what you did there. Um, we have some other wrestling news to talk about. There's some Kenny Omega stuff and some Jay White stuff and some whatever else. But this is the Elimination Chamber post show, so let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about the main event. So, Sami Zayn goes into this match as one of the all-time over-underdogs. Um, the, the crowd reaction was almost unrivaled. 
in WWE history. I mean, there's, you know, Brett in Canada. I mean, what, what, there's a short list of, of, of mm-hmm. moments, you know. Sammy's there. I think to answer the question that I asked you, I think just Sammy basking in the adulation of the crowd puts him in a sort of elite status. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, almost, it almost didn't matter what happened in the match. The before and after, just the crowd responding to him was, wow. Uh, but he lost. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there who are upset that he lost, thought that he deserved the win or thought that he deserved a better showing. Um, uh, you know, I mean, as anyone who's listened to this show and probably any other show and probably paying attention knows the odds of him winning were pretty slim. Um, and I think that the way, I mean, the way that I kind of frame it in my head is this. There's a lot of argument for Sami Zayn being the most over baby face in the company. There's a lot of argument for him being just you know, an absolutely lead performer who deserves a title match at WrestleMania or whatever else, but like in the, on its own terms. And this is the story they've been telling for a while, but if the story they've been telling was basically an exercise to sell out the Elimination Chamber, you know, to get a crowd that excited, engaged, and big and everything else, that was a huge success. The question is whether or not they kind of overplayed their hand and now they're going to have a you know some question marks moving forward but let's talk about what happened it was a great match back and forth sammy was much more kayfabe competitive than i was sort of expecting him to be not much more somewhat more got his licks in uh really took it to roman reigns at times um the emotional interplay in the whole match was i thought really really top notch um and then the important thing happens at the end when Sammy gets the upper hand, a number of referee bumps occur. Uh, um, the Usos appear, well, one at a time. First, Jimmy comes in, super kicks the hell out of Sammy's Zayn. Um, that does not lead to a win. Then, with the referee bumped, uh, Roman gets a chair. Is about to go after Sami Zayn with the chair, and then Jay appears and stands in between, does his little like submissive lion face, and it's <laughs> just like you're gonna have to go through me. And they do the whole back and forth here. He tries to get Jay to do the chair himself to put whatever. It's not gonna happen. Um, yada yada yada. Sami Zayn ends up spearing Jay Uso when he's going for Roman Reigns. Um, Roman gets Roman ends up getting the win. <laughs> I was a little bit perplexed, as I think you were. Oh, by the way, there was a post-match beatdown then that that Kevin Owens came out and made the save. I'm not sure right. where KO was the rest of the match, although that part <laughs> I'm not as that's more of like a that's more of like a, a kayfabe nitpick that I'm not that I don't really don't care that much about. Okay. Because that's, okay. that one's that one's really easy. I mean that listen. I could, I could easily explain it. But yeah, I also he's not he's not Sami Zayn's he's not Sami Zayn's backup. He's right. like a he's the, the the you know well not quite the ghost in the machine, but he's like the he, he's the sort of he's more of like a guardian angel. He's like he's like Crow Sting. He hangs out in the back, and then if <laughs> if like you know someone is 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 making a mockery of justice, he appears. Um, and he's you know he's obviously there for Sammy, but he's not he's not trying to get Sammy to win. He's just trying to make sure Sammy doesn't die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but the, the, my big question was the Jey Uso part because I don't dislike it. I just feel like we're not going to get a Sami Zayn win going in, saying, going in knowing we're not going to get a Sami Zayn victory 
I kind of expected more finality or more of an endpoint of the of or, or at least some things more evolution in the Jay Uso storyline because he basically did the same thing he did at the last show. Am I wrong? Nah, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, the ending was a little not confusing, and I think I think there's a big part of me that feels like. I, I kind of fucked myself into like fantasy booking it so many times that when it didn't come out the way I kind of envisioned it, it made me just think, all right, my timeline might be a little messed up, right? So I'll say this. As far as the match was concerned and, you know, Sammy having a CM Punk level home field advantage in an arena for the rest of his career, uh, he's cemented himself as like a, a main event guy. They know from the now on, anytime the WWE goes to Montreal, Quebec, Canada, they're going to get a all-time level show. They're going to have they're gonna have to compare this show to everything else going forward. Like we compare CM Punk at, at Money in the Bank, like we compare uh, um, any of these extreme home court advantages to, mm-hmm. to, to, a, to a specific wrestler. That being said, um... I think what made the match so work so well was that it was such a basic match. Like mm-hmm. the the ba- like and I mean basic and I do not mean basic in 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 the derogatory sense. I mean basic in the sense of when you just think of like what makes pro wrestling good. What makes pro wrestling good? Right? Yeah. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's a reason why they got to fight, there's a big prize on the line, and there's drama. Right? Yeah. You can very easily say from the intros to the match itself, it started with, wait for it, people who love catches, catch, can wrestling, headlocks and turnbuckle punches, right? Like the most old yeah. school, like crowd pro wrestling trope from, from 2023 to like 1905, right? And they're going nuts for it, every single one, right? Mm hmm. Then you add into the fact that we haven't really got to see Sami Zayn perform in a big match level type in that probably, what, like four years, really? I think the Mm -hmm. last time was maybe, take your pick, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens at Battleground, uh, any one of the, uh, the ladder match with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy, like, maybe those are those matches. But he's never had a big match like this. So we got to see, like, him go into, like, vintage NXT Sami Zayn offense for, like, the first time in years, right? So now you got all that. And we get to the end of the match. And the one thing that has driven home this story and what's made this, uh, you know, this this entire Bloodline Sami Zayn saga so incredible has been the storytelling and the drama. And at the end of the day, the story of the Bloodline and Sami Zayn is loyalty. And what mm-hmm. does it mean to you? Right? Is loyalty your family? Even if they give you everything and 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 they've put you in position to succeed and they love you, even if it's by like abusive and nefarious terms? Mm-hmm. Or is it through people who may not know you from that don't share blood with you, but just care about you as a person? Mm-hmm. And like when everybody sees you as like this fucking this oaf or whatever, like this guy who's just like a who's just somebody's right hand man. That dude has shown loyalty to you more than the person that's supposedly your blood, 
Yeah. All right. Then you add into the fact Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and their loyalty to each other. No matter how much, like if you don't think it's so impossible that Jay could turn on Roman or or Roman could turn on Jay or any of this stuff could happen or it's possible, just look at the twists and turns Kevin and Sammy's relationship has taken oh, over yeah. the past, what, 15 years? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, when Jay walks in and does like the freaking little meek lion, like, yo, man, like you, you don't, you know, I'm here. You got to go through him to go through me type of thing. Him handing him the chair is the test of his loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like, where does your loyalty lie right now? Mm-hmm. And before he can make that choice, Sammy's, I guess, uh, I don't know, overexertion uh, causes him to spear Jay and strike first. Right, all in the same, uh, all in the same token. You're hearing Kevin Owens tell Sammy, "If I were you, I would let them strike me. I'd strike first. They repeated the line in the in the whole video package every single time, mm-hmm. right? So Sammy struck Jay first. Despite everything that's happened between them, the story has been about loyalty. And at the end of the day, Sammy struck Jay first. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Kevin Owens, who could have come out at any time <laughs> to help Sammy or 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 give at least give him a fighting chance to actually win this thing, doesn't come until the thing is truly settled. So the reason why the ending, as great as the atmosphere was, the match was, everything was was as as fantastic as it was, the ending left more questions than answers because now there's so many pipelines now. Of course, you can get Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso for the tag team titles. You can get Sami versus Jey. You can get Sami versus Kevin. You can get a lot of different scenarios now. You could even, there's even still a world where Roman, Sammy, and Cody still could possibly end up in the main event of WrestleMania. I Uh think it's still possible. They still haven't completely written out, you know, Sammy and Kevin are back together. We're going to be a tag team now. Because the ending was just so peculiar. It left me wondering, like, why did he take so long? Why did Sammy strike first, even if it was an accident? Is Jay going to take it the right way? How's Jimmy going to feel about coming out and Jay, you know, protecting Sammy over protecting, you know, Jimmy, his brother, even though Sammy just, he just, you know, there's so many layers there. So I would say in a vacuum as the main event, it was great. It delivered. It did everything. But I just think the ending just left way more questions than answers. And yeah, the- well, that I think that's the, that's, that's the question. No, no right. pun intended is that whether or not more was necessary more finality, more, more, more answers were necessary in a night like that. But that here's, so here's another thing. I think the lack of finality <laughs> kind of leaves the door open for this story to continue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not necessarily sure if, if I'm not necessarily sure Roman Reigns, I think we've all kind of like written in or like kind of penciled in the fact that Roman's dropping the titles at WrestleMania. I'm not oh. so sure anymore. <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. Like, I am yeah. not so sure. Like, there's a strong possibility. The way that ended, it made me think, they're going to keep this going. Like, he's probably going to retain at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, that level of booing, that level of, like, visceral hatred for one person. Mm-hmm. Why stop that? 
why end that in six weeks? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it doesn't make, I mean, it, may, it made me really question whether or not the bloodline story is really coming to an end. Maybe they're really, really just about to get going. So I don't know. Lots of more questions than answered after that main event. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that my, I think that two things. One, we had all sort of predicted a lot of this. Um, I think we all had a pretty good idea of where it was going to go. And I do think that the, that the, we think we alluded to this or mentioned this in, in previous weeks. It does seem like the guiding ethos of this creative unit at WWE is, is it cool? Does it make sense? And let's go for it. You know, mm. it's sort of like, and, and it's, it, it is incredibly gratifying for something to make sense and to be cool. Uh, this one did feel like it was short, like one surprise, right? Just like one, there've been so many twists and turns. And in this case, there were questions, but, there were not any like real twists and turns. And then you're right. It does leave a lot of questions, but it, they aren't new questions. Mm-hmm. Like Jay, Jay, I mean, Jay's arc is incredibly nuanced and mm-hmm. has been really, I mean, over the, not just of the past month, the past years, you know, has been incredibly fun to watch. Um, but it does seem like we're just, it, you know, wrestling wrestling in general has a going in circles problem. We complain about it. We talk about it a lot in other situations, too. But you never want to feel like you're kind of pulling back the curtain and seeing a decision that's made solely to, like, get from point A to point B at a, on a certain pace. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when a tag team's about to break up and then they're and then they're like, you know what, let's save that for SummerSlam. And all of a sudden they're <laughs> friendly again for like two months, you know, right, and then it's right. like then they go right back into it. You hate that. That's it just that that just kind of shatters it. That's a little bit what the Jade thing felt like. Like we okay. went through a lot of kind of real nuanced storytelling with him talking to Sammy backstage and coming out for the match after the last pay-per-view, like you know, joining his brother in the ring. And now what? Like <clears throat> Mob boss Roman Reigns hasn't figured this shit out over the past month. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. Um, I, so, wait, what was the Heyman thing? Didn't Heyman Heyman told to them to stay at home for this yeah, show? They told, so Heyman told uh, the Usos to stay home because sometimes you see things on TV that you don't see in in you know uh, in real life. Right. So that could go in a lot of different directions. But if the implication, I tell you where my mind went immediately. Mm. Is the impl is it is it if it, I'm going to be so mad if this happens? Is it going to play out that he's mad at Sami Zayn because he doesn't realize it was an accident? But if he had been home watching it, if he watched the video, he would realize <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, um, I hope I'm not even going to dwell on that because that would just be sad. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I thought that it was a, I thought that it was a really beautiful match. I mean, there's, it's, it is an, it is a pretty singular experience mm-hmm. to, to 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 have wrestlers that are at that point, this point in their careers, that popular, getting that kind of reaction, having that much emotional investment. And Jesus Christ, I mean, to have a match where everybody's complaint is like, I am too invested in this. (laughs) 
Nothing could like possibly live up to my to my emotional investment. I mean, it's it's thing. It's so it's so much different than like the complaints that we're sort of used to, especially in WWE. I'll say this, man. Um, there is a lot that go that went into everything that had to make this happen, right? Like with, with Sammy, with the Usos, with Roman. I mean, now you're going to get the Cody factor in there tonight and see how he all factors into all this. You know what I'm saying? Because he, thankfully, he hasn't necessarily existed on an island uh, without that. The Heyman thing sort of tied it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be weird if... Um, <laughs> it would be weird if, like, the Usos not listening to Heyman led to the Sammy and Jay breakup where Sammy's like, yo... He told you to stay home and watch it from T. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's not like he was there to help. So like, they didn't re- necessarily help him either. Either one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know, man. It was. I think all things considered, I think if, if you look at it and say and ask, was this, was this a success? Was the elimination chamber? Was Sammy getting into a made guy? Was all that a success? I'd say yeah. I think like they I think they have succeeded in telling the story um and and establishing not just you know Jimmy and Jay as main event guys and Sammy as a main event guy but it it made me really think that it made me really think that this entire storyline just isn't done being told This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. That's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Yeah. No. I think it just makes I don't think it's ever like, going to be done being, t- I mean, I, not, yeah, not never, like, but, it do, but it does have a little bit of that Dusty Rhodes versus the Four Horsemen vibe where it's right? like, this might not, they might not be main eventing the next, you know, whatever the but next be main like WrestleMania or the show after other. that or the show after that, but yeah, they're ever they're gonna, always going to be linked together. But we have the bloodline minus Sami Zayn, like that, like Roman and his lit and his shoot family are necessarily linked together, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's a lot of validation in that being acknowledged on screen. Yes. Um, Sammy and Kevin always are going to be linked together. Now the thread is tied between the two, you know, those two units, and. Honestly, that was the most gratifying part about Cody Rhodes inserting himself or, you know, in, into the the promo battles leading up to this. 
was not just that it validated Sami Zayn, which was super important, but but that it 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 just connected. It it it, it inserted this like connective tissue. Mm-hmm. And I that's been one of my. I mean, you can go back to shit that I wrote eight years ago. The most important thing about wrestling, and and is that or not the one the most important thing, but one of the most central things that really makes wrestling feel vibrant is when everything right. matters to everybody else. Right. Right. People think of the Attitude Era and they think about you know, violence and crotch chopping and puppies, puppies. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Go back and watch those shows, man. What really made those shows electric was like that, like you, somebody would be like in in the middle of a angle backstage and would just run into somebody else and would like, and it would like two angles would just literally run into each other Mm. and they would set up the match for later on or whatever. And they'd be like, nothing, nothing existed in a vacuum. Right. Um, and, I think that's really important, you know? I mean, outside of, like, the kicker, there's nobody on a football team that's, like, not engaged with the rest of the people on the team, right? <laughs> or, or you know, the, the, even if you're not playing a team that week, you're talking yeah. about the opponents, you're keeping up with them on SportsCenter and Instagram and everything. You know, I mean, it's like the, the world exists, you know? And and it's just sort of, you know, the most central thing about the Attitude Era is that they very, for a very... Spe- specific window of time just and they'll say it out loud but it's true stopped insulting the audience's intelligence it's really that's that was what's most important and 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 i think that um you can disappoint the audience you can not put Sami Zayn over in canada <laughs> but i don't know i mean they think they've just been telling this whole story so well i think you're right i don't think it'll ever really be over um, yeah and that's that's really big now um Triple H compared Sami Zayn to um, to Mick Foley in the, I think, in the press conference afterwards. I wasn't watching. Um, mm. I think that's a good comparison. I think Sami's, um, I think Sami's actually got a lot more upside. I mean, I think Sami can like mutate. Sami could could evolve again into into a legit top tier baby face in a way that Foley always kind of had a ceiling. He was always a comedy baby face. But um but what's really special about Foley is his humanity, right? right. And the way that we Im- engaged with it. Um underdog is is a valid term, but it's not that it's the being able to see yourself in them and and more importantly being like I said being able to I think see every the man is more appropriate than underdog you know what I mean yeah. like underdog implies like you know um undersized or just doesn't really have a chance. I just think he's just more he's regular right <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think that's what makes sammy's and and the mix of the world and you know uh, on the outside like that's what's so special about him on the outside there's literally nothing about him that stands out at all and you get him in a ring and you get him in a, with a microphone and fucking magic happens right like yeah. there's certain people that just had that effect on on you know captivating an audience you know what I'm saying like Brian Danielson Walk up to him, literally nothing special about him. You get him into a ring with a microphone and people who believe in him, and he turns into something completely different. And Sammy is that I think that's the biggest comparison with the whole Mick Foley thing, right? Like, I think it was even pretty, um, what's the word? It felt pretty uh, purposeful that he grew his hair out and wore the same thing every show, had the hoodie, had the, you know, uh, the the pant, you know what I'm saying? Like, what didn't change his fit 
for at least a year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, with him, it's 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 always going to be interesting because we didn't have the benefit of like watching Mick Foley in like an NXT like capacity, right? Yeah. So even though you saw him in ECW and saw him in and Cactus Jack and WCW and all these other things, like you always just kind of heard about it. And as a wrestling fan, like you just assume, even though WWE doesn't do it as much as they should, but when they do, it's great. You just assume everything is canon, right? Like mm-hmm. you just assume everything from the first day you appear on WWE TV counts, you know? So I think Sammy has the advantage there when it becomes that, that Mick Foley sort of comparison because we've seen him win the top prize before as a baby face. We've seen him win a big prize as a mid-carder. We've seen him be a top comedy actor. Now we've seen him as a main eventer coming this close to winning. Same thing happened to Kofi. Kofi came this close at Elimination Chamber, yeah. right? Before eventually he made his way into the main event. And I think a lot of times you need this moment to prove if you're really that dude. Because it's easy to shoot and just fucking like be the champ and get the hot pop and then, you know, don't really know what you're going to do for the next couple of weeks. It's another thing if you can keep people interested, even if you came that close. You know what I'm saying? Danielson yeah. did it. Kofi did it. I think Punk did it a few times. Foley did it a few times. Even Jericho did it a few times. You need that moment of just like people seeing you and picturing it before it actually happens. And I think that's what was the biggest accomplishment. Yeah, I think that that's really true. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that was necessary here, but I do. I mean, that is one of my sort of abiding beliefs that, like, mm-hmm. having somebody, like, sort of like having somebody cash in the money in the bank, win the title, and then lose it in short order. Well, now they're in your head as someone yeah. who is a potential champion. Yeah, and I do think that that's. I do think that there's, but you know, there's also the sort of organic ass side of it, and Sammy's got that too. I don't know, man. I, I uh, I think there there were a lot of people who were kind of not down on the match, down on the the ending, but a little bit just pessimists in general who were like, "Well, this is the this is the uh, the highest point of his career. He's never getting back here." Mm. And I don't know if I agree with that. I don't agree with it at all. I think um, I think he's very much going to be looked at as a, as a guy who can carry. He has carried. He's carried this entire year. You know what I mean? Like, he he was given the ball for most of the year where Roman Reigns was essentially a part-timer. Mm-hmm. And he ran with it for at least the past seven months. You know what I mean? So... What do you think... Okay, but let's... I mean, I, I don't, there's, I don't I mean, know what Sammy to say about I mean, Sammy was the this. one doing these live events. Sammy was the one doing Raw and SmackDown. Sammy and the Usos were on every single show. They've They were given the ball and... They showed that they could score with it. Now, obviously, they have a once-in-a-lifetime sort of talent in, in Roman as, as, and Paul Heyman like being like major parts of this. But I think they've shown that they could be that you don't. I don't necessarily think you take a step back after this. You know, like I think mm-hmm. you just looked at it as, as a different light. Yeah, I agree, man. What do you think about WrestleMania? Do you think that there's any chance that Kevin, if they go Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn versus the Usos, is there any chance that they, that that the shows or or you know that the main event is going to get hijacked because Sami Zayn's not in it? No, I think I think if I'm if I'm a betting man, you know, um, I think the Cody story just adds more layers, and I don't think you know I think if if 
their main event got hijacked somehow or was, or was in danger of being hijacked, I think we would have heard it already in the crowds and mm-hmm. in the response to Cody Rhodes. But I think I think this clear path kind of helps Cody, you know, and if if the Heyman promos and the Sammy promos were any indication of how fans are going to feel about, you know, Cody versus Roman, uh-huh. then I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to have any sort of hijacking. I think it's going to be a very, uh, uh, I think it's, you're going to have a crowd that wants to see Cody end this or see some, just for the sake of history. You know what I mean? Like, I think in the same vein, whereas like, even if people like hate LeBron James, right? I think for the sake of history, for that past like last like five minutes, people wanted to see him break that record. Like everybody was like kind of yeah. like ready to to see it happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Cody's gonna have like sort of a similar experience. Like this is Roman's third straight WrestleMania as a world champion, mm-hmm. um, of a singular reign. And the numbers, I think he'll be in the thousands by then. I think his his reign might be in the in the, in the thousand days by then. If, yeah. if they get to, to WrestleMania. He's in 900 now, right? So He's in 900 uh, plus days we're, now. we're getting there. So I think for the sake of history, Cody is going to have a lot of support in that in that match. So I don't think they're going to be like, you know, there's not. I don't think it's going to be we want Sammy Chance or, you know, there's going to be any sort of hijack in there because I think that sort of undersells how good Sammy can be and how good Cody can be into selling their respective matches. And I think they've shown that in the past uh, couple of weeks. So, um, but man, I'm ready to see Cody. I'm I'm ready to see how Cody uh, and Roman get together when they first start doing these face offs and really start promoting this this big time match. You know, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna see something that's gonna be very interesting that I don't think people are gonna be turned off by now. You know, people yeah. love to see Cody. Uh, well, they sure kept Cody out of the picture last night. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there, there's definitely like. I think that if you put all of these ingredients into a pot and mixed them up, uh, and and what's the what is what is the the AI that tells that, that writes shit for everybody? Chat, that people chat do? GPT. If you put all the Chat GPT, <laughs> if you use Chat GPT, put all the information in there, I'd say like there's a ninety percent chance that Cody makes the save instead of Kevin Owens. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, it's just right, like right. he's the next baby face up. Let's let him come out and do the thing. They. They didn't do that, which was smart and which was the right move. And also, they just kept them the hell away from that crowd reaction. Yeah. The last thing you need is the crowd to get on Cody just for being present, you know, just for being and American, the sim- by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely that. <laughs> um, that crowd, he would have got booed, I think. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the rest of the show. Um, where should we go next? Let's go to the men's elimination chamber. My the second favorite match. I mean, what a second favorite match of the night easily. Mm-hmm. What a hell of a match that was, man. I mean, that was, I mean, there's definitely been, I've not done my elimination chamber deep dive. Uh, that had to be one of my, what, one of my favorites of all time. I can't think of any elimination chamber that I sort of enjoyed that much. And I guess the Rey Mysterio I'm I'll sure say the it, first one. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, RVD, those guys. Oh, yeah. I said the first one was pretty Man, memorable. Man, this match was top to bottom. Everybody played their part. Everybody looked great. You had Come me on. believing. Come on. In Montez Ford. 
I knew it's it. I, I, I predicted. I mean, I predicted it. I felt that the end was coming shortly before Diggs. I was just like, oh, he's 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 uh, peaking too early. You yeah. know, he's getting all of his stuff in. Like either this match is going another fifteen, or he's about to get eliminated. But what a great look for him to just be included in that top three. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that told you everything you needed to know about how WWE feels about Montez Ford going forward. I might have been wrong on my prediction of him actually walking out with the United States Championship, but I think that was as great as everybody was. And Seth, Austin Theory, those guys killed it. Obviously, Damian Priest killed it. That was a Montez Ford showcase. (laughs) That was... Let's shine this guy up really good. Like this was, this was reminiscent of like those breakout performances. Like, do you remember that triple threat match for Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Seth Rollins at Royal Rumble? Where like yeah, of course. Yeah. Seth Rollins, like he wasn't champ yet, but everybody was like, yo, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that was Montez Ford at Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. right? Like he Logan Paul tweeted about him after the match. You know what I'm saying? Called him the real MVP. Um, And he absolutely showed that he's a guy that is going to help carry that company for a long time. You know, like he did not look like a tag team wrestler in there. He looked like a star. Like, and, you know, being in the ring with, with Rollins and even though Austin Theory is younger than him. I think Austin Theory has a ton of big match experience. He probably has more big match experience than Montez Ford at this point. Um, he didn't look lost. He didn't no. look he didn't look like somebody who, who, who where, where the lights were too bright. Like he looked like somebody who was and the and, and the best thing about it was it wasn't just that he looked at the crowd was into it. I think yeah. that Montreal crowd for a while thought like, yo, like he was getting pins. I think he had the most eliminations in the elimination chamber. I wasn't keeping count, but I'm pretty sure he eliminated two of those guys. Mm-hmm. And he looked like... When he got a second elimination, yeah, I did the quick back of the envelope math. And I was like, it's impossible for anyone else to have more eliminations. <laughs> yeah, so I went to my calculator. I was like, he's got the most eliminations. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, he looked like a, he looked like an absolute stud, man. And um, I think that's... I think that's I think we've, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. So here's, here's why, here's my question. Granted, everybody, great showing. Seth Rollins, the, the Logan Paul story is going to be really interesting. Can't wait to see how they go with that because I think that's going to be my already dark horse pick for match of the night at WrestleMania. Not even dark horse pick. I think it's Logan Paul's already shown. It's pretty expected. He could do this just as good as anybody on the planet. Yeah. Um, But I think the next thing is figuring out what we do with Montez Ford now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you just... I mean, yeah, you keep the Street Profits together, but you're just sticking back in the tag team action after that? No. <laughs> like, you just... you just the, the tag team stories, the tag team titles have a great path. What I was getting at last week when we were, at, when we were making our predictions, because I, it seemed like you can do Logan Paul, Seth, without the title. You can feasibly do um, Theory Cena, if that's what way it goes, without the title. But then there's all these other dudes who they just, like, they they made four stars in that right. elimination chamber. What are you going to do with them? So I kind of thought they'd do some sort of ladder match, or, you know, which whatever, just to, like, and maybe put the belt, make the belt part of that. It is a good question. Um, what do you do with Montez is the top question, but also what do you do with, you know, all the other dudes? Yeah, well, you know, what you do know, you do with what do you do with Johnny Gargano now? 
you know? Uh, Can we talk about Johnny Gargano? <laughs> yeah. Some's not hitting. <laughs> Some's not hitting, right? Like, this was a match that I thought was, like, perfectly set up for the world to, like... I know he, he had a little time off and, you know, it was kind of in and out of the certain scene or whatever, but, like, I kind of thought this was the match that people were going to... It was it was a Johnny Gargano special. You're going to get all his cool offense. He's the smallest guy in the, in the match. Yeah. And he's going to be able to look like a bleeding heart, white meat baby face and look valiant in defeat, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if he did that. Like, I don't know if it's the music change. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but, like, it was... I still think I still think uh, there still needs to be some seasoning for Johnny Gargano. I remember earlier in this earlier this year or last year rather, I said uh, you know he's going to be the next top babyface of Raw. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I still believe that, but I, it hasn't clicked with the fans as quickly as I thought it was going to on the main roster. Right? Like Damian Priest, Judgment Day. I'm pretty sure. He'll have his his dance card punched. They got Bad Bunny in the WWE 2K video game. They got the Rey Mysterios of the world, all that type of stuff. If I was a betting man, I think Priest, Bunny, something is going to have something to do with with what goes on uh, for him. Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed's still pretty new. You know what I mean? I think he's going to get a nice little monster run. He looked fantastic. Can't get enough of big, huge, hulking dudes that can move like that. Like, yeah. that is my shit when it comes to professional wrestling. Like, you know, I'm a big, meaty man bumping meat. That's my shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, w- but what you do with Montez for is very critical because the tag team titles seem like they're already occupied with mm-hmm. Sammy, Kevin, everything. Judgment Day, you know... Even if she's not involved in what Beth is doing, the Dom, the Dom and Ray Mysterio seems like it's it's about to culminate in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Edge and Finn Balor are going to do something as well, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you do with Montez Ford after this is going to be very important. Do you just throw him back to a tag team? Have him do tag team matches? Do you have him? You know, do something with with Angelo Dawkins. Like, is he still going to head back right after Austin Theory, and mm-hmm. and try and, and and head for that U.S. title and have a moment? Is there going to be some sort of ladder match at WrestleMania? I don't know, but I feel like how you handle him these next six weeks heading into WrestleMania is extremely important because he's shown, and with the investment you didn't just make in him, but you know who was making him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be a lot of faces. A lot of screens that are going to have Montez Ford's face on it for yep. the next several months. So you, especially with Bianca Belair, so you got to make sure you hit that out the park. I think that's the most important question coming out of that match. I agree. Well, the other, you know, also is Montez healthy? If we want to ask the kayfabe question, is Montez? Oh, I thought he was selling. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's oh, okay. Now he's I definitely like selling. I like where you. Was, I like where you're going there. My fault. Go ahead. My but bad. but but talking about big moments. I mean, Sami Zayn is the, is the one we're going to remember. But but I thought, given that he didn't win, there was something really significant about that injury spot at the end and the and him having to be helped out of the ring. That's sort of like I gave it absolutely everything I could moment. The crowd got to applaud him as he was going out. I thought that was a really huge moment. Um, 
It was also a kind of a weird, unnecessary contrivance to get the cage opened up for Logan Paul <laughs> to get in. But it, no, but it was important. I understand they have to open the door to let people out every time they lose, but this was a way of making that super clear, projecting that to the audience. So here's an opportunity. Here comes the dude. Um, and it was cool to see Logan Paul there. Um, WrestleMania cards kind of all coming into focus. I mean, that's... I, I'm glad that there's still questions at the top, though, right? We don't know. Cena, by the way, has been announced for a March 6th Raw in Boston. Mm, was well, he's been announced that he'll be present. I guess he might not be on TV, although that would be pretty amazing if he weren't. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix over Finn and, and Rhea Ripley. I really called this one wrong. Um, Me too. <laughs> Uh, it was a good match. It was a fun match. I really enjoyed basically everything they put together. Edge is apparently answering Austin Theory's open call on Raw tonight. So um, I'm not sure if he's going to be our next U.S. champion or if he's just going to get attacked by the Judgment Day again. I mean, it does feel like this does set up what we were sort of speculating before. Edge gets the win. What is Finn going to do now? He's going to go insane, maybe turn into some demon and get him in a cage for WrestleMania or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we've been seeing the storyline for a while, but it does feel like there's one more chapter, you know, there's, there's, there's one more, one more story to tell. So it'll be interesting to see how they get there. Do you have any thoughts about that match? Um, I'm sorry. I just had to answer. That was an important mess. Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Do you have any, thought, do, you have, do you have any, do you have, do you have any thoughts on the, um, on the uh, grit couple versus Judgment oh, Day. Sorry, sorry, match. yes, golly. Um, I forgot to factor in the Canada uh, bonus points, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, when we were doing our predictions for that match. Um, it was a fun match. Uh, I was kind of expecting. I mean, Rhea Ripley did still look badass, uh, you know, in, in, in defeat, uh, but. I was definitely expecting um, a, a Judgment Day win there, but I, how did I forget, you know, wrestlers' SP points shoot up like plus 1,000 when, they, when they're Canadian and they wrestle in Canada. Yeah. You know, uh, it's probably one of the last times Edge is going to wrestle in uh, Montreal, and uh, I could understand uh, why they went that route. Um, not so much, though, man. Like, you know, I, I would expect it. You know, it kind of felt like, it made more sense in the hindsight because they kept replaying like, okay, yeah, like Beth hasn't really touched Rhea since like she crushed her skull. I would assume that she would get some sort of revenge or get some get back on that, which she did for the most part. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a fun match, man. I, I think it definitely sets up. Um, I'd love to see 
where Edge and Finn go after this as well. Um, obviously, I'm sure Edge is going to be involved in WrestleMania in some capacity. Um, I think they're in the cage. I think they. I think they run it back. I think, yeah. they, like I said, I think we do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. Cage them up. Do give me give me a nice a nice fun stipulation, and then uh, let's see where we go with it. Um, Really excited to see it though. Really excited to see it. It was a good match. It was a good match. It was nothing for me to I guess because I was wrong. I like the I, I like, like the I like the Bull Nakano face paint on Beth. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the I feel like they, That's they a get Sam Roberts' favorite. <laughs> yeah, I think they get uh, Edge and Beth get all the little things right, always. Um But yeah, I mean it's I, I thought it was a good match. I, I wasn't really I wasn't really so confident that it was going to be a Judgment Day win. I was confident that it was going to be a Rhea Ripley win. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was the one person they had to make look invincible, and they didn't. You know, they they went the other way. I will say, man, her interplay with with Dom is just incredible. I mean, <laughs> it just never. Every time he gets on the apron, they talk to each other. I mean, it's just it's so good. I, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. It's just like it. It makes the match. Yeah. Um. Becoming a great chicken shit heel, Don it's Mysterio so is. Good. Who'd who'd have thunk it? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who'd have crazy? It? He's um, more like Eddie than we all thought. <laughs> Lashley, uh, Lashley beat Brock Lesnar by DQ. Mm. Somebody pointed out that that match was shorter, both in the four minute range, but that match was shorter than the amount of time it took Roman and Sammy to touch each other after the <laughs> bell rang. That's how they like they're milking the crowd so much in that one. Yeah. Yeah. I am so confused about Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. And what makes it even more confusing, confounding even, is that not the bizarro Bray Wyatt call out <laughs> before the pay per view. So Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy come to the ring and they're and, and beat up Hit Row and they're just like, Whoever wins Brock versus Lashley, we got next. Now, it just seemed like a really weird, out of character thing for him to do. I, I mean, I just don't even know. I, I don't know where to even say about it. But and now, that match ends, and you don't even know who necessarily he's got. Right. 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 Like Brock, like Lashley wins, so I assume we're gonna see. We're gonna see Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley, but Brock didn't like Brock. I don't know. Brock looked like the better man, kind of go storming out of the it ring. Was so weird. And it what was is so Bray weird. Wyatt? Why does Bray Wyatt give a shit about Bobby Lashley? <laughs> I don't know. Why does um, Bray Wyatt care about who wins a match? Right? If he cares about Bobby Lashley, let him care about Bobby Lashley because of something. But don't. Why? Why is he just like now? Here's a match that I'm really interested in, and I'll fight the winner. Like it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. So, do you think that we're gonna get Bray Bobby now? I don't know. But can I tell you what I wish would happen? <laughs> Please. What I wish would happen is if Bray's random call out. Just confuses everybody, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, right when Brock and Bobby are about to like touch again after like what happened, Bray comes out and destroys them both, right? Mm-hmm. Bray and Uncle Howie, how he comes out and destroys them both. And then, you know, Brock and Bobby still confused. Like, I still hate you. No, I still hate you. They're about to go attack each other again. 
Brian, Mr. Howdy, Dr. Howdy, Uncle Howdy. <laughs> I said Dr. mad Howdy. surnames. I said mad surnames just now. Brian, Uncle Howdy, come out, beat up Brock and Bobby again. Next week happens, Brock and Bobby see each other in the, in the hallway. And he's like, I hate you. I was like, I still hate you too. <laughs> and then right when they're about to attack each other, they're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fuck this guy. <laughs> and then Brock and Bobby team up being two complete ass kicking meatheads. <laughs> so Brock and Bobby versus Bray and Uncle Bray Howdy. Bray and Uncle Howdy. Oh, well, I'm Bray all and about Uncle that. Howdy, Bray and Uncle Howdy do all of the supernatural. We're going to fuck with you mentally, Brock. We're going to fuck with you, Bobby, mentally for the next six weeks. Just all spooky shit, spooky shit, spooky shit. And then Brock and Bobby just try and do just cartoonishly muscly shit to overcome spookiness, right? Like the fucking... The puppets come out of the crowd. Bobby just fucking takes the head off and like throws him into the crowd. Like, like Superman busting through like magical chains or <laughs> yes. something. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I wish it would happen. I know it's probably not going to happen, but like I, I, a Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley tag team. That'd be the best. It would be so fucking fun, wouldn't it? Like if they were just like, you know what? And I also, I, I like seeing Fuck Bray and Uncle Howdy in the ring together. Was that yeah. Monday or Friday? Monday, Friday. like as, as Friday, as like a as like a unit, you know, and and just sort of like real corporeal, like we are human beings standing yeah. together, sort of thing. That that was kind of cool. I do feel like Uncle Howdy should be fat. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Howdy does not sound like a fit person's name. You are right. Like it does sound like someone who should be uh who definitely orders chicken and waffles twice a day, like two orders. Yeah, I just feel like Uncle Howdy should be have some physical more physical presence. Cause as it is now with that mask on, he's just sort of looks like a bobblehead. But I, Yeah, yeah. Like he looks like Abraham Lincoln. But this like, is like when um <laughs> when remember the Dungeon of Doom? Who like who was the big fat guy that was Loch Ness? Like you know, like they would just get like the fat and giant wrestlers. <laughs> Throughout history, just name them after the sea creatures mm-hmm. and things. Typhoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, gosh. but I, yeah. But anyway, but I do. I do like to. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. Maybe they, I mean, I guess it would make sense if it's Lashley, because Lashley has can recruit the hurt business, and the hurt business can team up against Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could see. But if we're talking about WrestleMania here. I mean, you can run down the prospective WrestleMania card. We've just about got enough for two nights. We don't need that much more. Yeah, yeah. You know, so why not put all those dudes in one match and make it seem like enormous? I just, just make it a great story. I think, the. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just spitballing here. But one of the one of the things that we haven't seen with Brock is like him in a real, like, supernatural storyline, right? And Brock being so much more affable now, he's got a cowboy hat, you know what I'm saying? He's a lot more funnier than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Like, the Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, buddy cop, let's solve this spooky mystery story is right in front of you. And that it would be, be so entertaining. It would be I mean, so it is sort of contrary to everything about Brock and yet Brock can sort of defy our expectations. Well, it'll take a couple of weeks. Like they'd have to get, they'd have to get their ass kicked together a few times for them to be like, you know what? It's either us or these motherfuckers. And then they just fucking have at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you give it a couple of weeks. You got six weeks to get there, but I just, I don't know. Like, I just think 
Brock and Bobby are just so much more alike than they are different. Like, why wouldn't they just say, you know what? Yeah. Fuck these guys. We could just tear everybody else up. Yeah, and then why are done, they why are they so invested in their rivalry? Because they they feel it's like looking in a mirror, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like maybe mm. maybe Bray Wyatt looks at Bo- Brock and Bobby and they're just like they just expose them for all their mental uh uh what's the word? Uh all of their uh insecurities or whatever. Yeah. And then they realize and then Bo- Brock and Bobby are just sitting on a couch one day together. And it's like, you know what? I started wrestling because I was picked on as a child. And Bobby's mm-hmm. like, I was picked on as a child. <laughs> and he's like, and then, you know, I, I wanted to wrestle. And then I left for a little bit. And I wanted to know what else was out there. And Bobby's like, I wanted to know what else was out there. <laughs> and then they just figure out. And it's like, you know, then I want to go do UFC and, and do some mixed martial arts. And it's like, and then I went to go do mixed martial arts. And then as they're talking, they just look at each other and they just go, did we just become best friends? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they hug each other. And Brock's like, I'm sorry for kicking you in the balls, man. <laughs> and Bobby's like, you know what? It's okay. He's like, you know, you were just trying to win. And then they just mosey on off and they become like fucking just this killer tag team of big beefy guys with feelings. <laughs> yeah. Like they just, and then every week because of Bray Wyatt, they've exposed just how s- sensitive and like, you know, really into their feelings they are. Like they read poetry yep. together and shit. Like they, you know, it's like, oh, I just brought you this latte. But, oh, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Like they just become like really thoughtful, kind people. But like once the bell rings, they just fucking just massacre people afterwards. I want to see it. I'm I'm talking myself into it. Let's make it now happen. You gotta throw guys. Shelton Benjamin in there to get jealous. That Shelton he never gets got a, a little jealous. With Brock. He's like, you're doing this again? He's like, you were my college teammate. You was my hurt business homie. Like, what is going on here? And then Bobby's Mm -hmm. like, you know, he pulls him off to the side. It's like, Shelton, listen, bro. It's not me. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) He's very kind. He's like, I don't want to hurt people anymore. I've hurt hurt enough, okay? I've hurt enough people. I don't want to be in the business of hurt, Shelton, okay? I've learned things about myself on the spiritual journey. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Oh, this is Let's good. make it happen, guys. Sensitive Brock and Bobby. I think this is the, I think this is one of your world. all-time great ideas. <laughs> Stab it. It does make, make sense happen. though because they like the whole like you have that finish in a match like that to prolong a feud. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But you've already given us the out for the feud. And it, and the out didn't make any sense already. <laughs> It makes more sense if you're like, well, maybe he's going to interject himself into that storyline. But then you see him and Uncle Howdy hanging out together, coming in the ring as a duo, like the Fantastics down in Memphis. <laughs> and and yeah, it's like maybe this is, there is a tag match to be had. I'm, well, I'm not mad at that at all. The Brock and Bobby buddy cop movie, man. We could do it. We could pitch it. Dang. You'd watch it. <laughs> I would watch it. Um, What else do we got? Oh, the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Mm. Great match. Uh very uh yo. Shout out Carmella, right? Like I think Carmella kind of like stole the show. You know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. I've become a very big like a very big fan of her super kicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she throws like a very underratedly good super kick, right? And uh you know, I love that she uses it as a finish and it's simple as fuck, but it's just like wow, it's good it's good to pin people off of this shit, right? Um I think uh, we nailed it with Asuka. Kind of makes the most sense in the world for uh, the next step in, like, Bianca Belair's evolution. Like, Mm -hmm. every WrestleMania match, 
she has had uh she's had to go up against like a living legend, right? Yeah. And when you look at like the 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 current roster that doesn't have a dance partner right now, you know what I'm saying? Like she dealt with Bailey this entire year. Ronda Rousey looks like uh she's going after the tag team titles with Shayna. Charlotte's busy. Mm-hmm. Um I think the the most accomplished wrestler after all of those people is Oscar. Well, and she's got she just you know, at an all-time high right now. She's yeah, she got a she's reboot. Got, yeah. She got the, the the Oscar reboot came out, you know what I mean? Version 2.0. Uh, a and little I bit think, of Kana, a little bit of Oscar, and, you know, mix it in a bottle. And now she feels fresh and feels new and feels dangerous again. It feels that's like it. the person she that was She feels dangerous. Awesome. She looks dangerous. Yeah. It's a good... It'll be a good match for Bianca Belair. For sure. For you sure. know what they should do? They should do the gimmick that they that they do sometimes where, like... Uh, like if Oscar gets keeps getting beat up backstage and she's and people blame Bianca Belair and she's like I swear I'm not like I'm I'm a straight up competitor I would never do anything like that you know like they're supposed to have a face off camera go backstage Oscar's like holding her knee and screaming or whatever and then it comes out that like Montez has just been assaulting Oscar backstage for his <laughs> wife Nancy Kerrigan type shit yeah do you there's so many things wrong with that I know (laughs) that's like the third rail I finally found it for wrestling you cannot have a husband beat up a woman for his wife (laughs) that's that's definitely not yeah we can't touch that that'll definitely shock you Uh, (laughs) we're just trying to pushing buttons out here listen there's no moral we're not setting any moral standard this road to Wrestlemania comes with lots of peaks and valleys man we just we just spitballing here Give me some good Dude, shit. We, when we get together on Thursday, let's try to outline the whole WrestleMania card. We'll know a little bit more after Raw tonight. Um, yes. Not much has been announced. Like I said, there's the Edge theory thing, and apparently Ziggler and Mustafa Ali are having their, their match. So that's big. I'm sure they'll <laughs> find some other like, things to do. Why'd you say it like that? Like they're They've been like leading match. up to this for a while, right? This yeah. is big. It's for bragging rights or what's it for? Hold on. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a good uh, match. In the name of respect. No, those <laughs> two are going to be great together. Yeah, it looks like it's going to um, be a great match. Let's talk a little bit about free agency. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's my, favorite, it's my favorite topic. So Jay White, this has been really weird. Jay White has been on his way out of New Japan for a minute. He lost a uh, loser leaves New Japan match to Hikuleo uh, in Japan a while back. And just, I think, probably just to sell tickets wrestled uh at the at the in the California show um uh against Eddie Kingston so he's also left has to leave the new japan in america town um uh i it's felt to me like he's a wwe that he's going to wwe for a while and that's not from inside information i think it's that it just feels like a match i think that the vince vince's return i'm sure put a kink and a lot of their free agent you know planning and stuff like that but he just feels like the most triple h triple h guy out there and i just think it's a i mean listen I'm, this is not the dog aew i just think it's a much more interesting fit for him you know i just think that there i think he'd go to aew and i think he'd be one of the many top guys who just sort of you know i think it'd be harder for him to stand out there weirdly and yeah. i think he'd do better in, in wwe also there's a sort of logistical stuff. Like, why are you doing loser leaves town matches to go to a company that we have a working relationship with? Cause presumably you could come back, um, be, meaning new Japan, AEW, uh, who knows, who knows, but it does seem like for him to have taken this long to really make a big move like this, 
I mean, AEW was always just sitting there. He could have been doing mm-hmm. more stuff with them, you know? And, and he's and done he, AEW. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's appeared on the show a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Uh, it definitely feels like he's WWE bound. Um, but who knows with that one? But the reason why that's interesting is that there's, okay, then there's this like, this Kota Bushi stuff came up. Or no, no. Kota Bushi is also a free agent. Uh, but is apparently there, I saw some one weird article about how he like he wanted to run the performance center or something. He's very into teaching. Work? Yeah, I don't know that if that was real. Fire. But mean, um, but anyway, someone there was some news story about Jay White, and the and the and the response was from inside WWE was like they're not sure if they're the the the, the source wasn't sure if they're going to sign him. They're much more preoccupied with a different free agent. Hmm. And then. It's not slowly, like they could be preoccupied with two free agents at once. No, that's yes, that's but that's <laughs> but the but the but the name that keeps keeps getting mentioned is not his. It, it wasn't. It didn't say who it was, but apparently, that name is Kenny Omega. Apparently, there are people inside <sighs> WWE who think they have a shot at Kenny Omega as his contract is now up. There's been a lot of reporting around this, rumors around this. There's a lot of, I mean. There's there have been reports about how he could have time added onto his contract because he's been injured. I mean, crazy mm. stuff. Um, mm. I think there's another year option on his deal, but as one of the reports rightly said, the more powerful the, your representation, the less that stuff is, you know, <laughs> matters. Right. Um, it'd be it's really interesting. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going on backstage, although there have been you know rumors, insinuations since Cody came over that he wasn't the only one there, there was more than there's still more Cody road situations in AEW. Um, and like I said, last time it is kind of conspicuous that the elite is just like hanging out in the trios division while Kenny Omega can work like five-star matches in Japan. I mean, it's just sort of weird. Um, but anyway, I mean, there's I also know. that FTR photo that, uh, <laughs> What? Oh, the, the FT. Yeah, the, the, the thing Dax posted the picture of him with a little, with like a Stirring WWE contract down in the bottom yeah. corner or something. I mean, who knows with that? What, what looked like the bottom third of <laughs> a WWE logo on a piece of paper mm-hmm. while a t- bottle of tequila was conveniently covering mm-hmm. the WWE Raw and SmackDown titles. Um, can I be honest? This is my favorite part of doing this show. Oh, like, really? like being, oh yeah, like all the fantasy booking, like the shows, all like this stuff is what makes wrestling feel like much so much more like a sport. Like just being able to talk, there's impending free agencies and who moves where and who fits where. Um, the Kenny Omega story is so interesting to me because there's a part of me that feels that was kind of always on the table once Cody came. Right. Like once Cody came and not only became immediately a massive success, he immediately started calling himself the best wrestler in the world. And I can't do that until I get that title. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever you paid for Cody Rhodes, you knew going into there, whatever you're going to pay that person, the next time you want to make an impact like that, you're going to have to pay something similar or more. So for people to think that is totally impossible for a guy like Kenny Omega to be in the WWE sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. I got news for you. If I was a businessman, as much as I love Cody and as much as I love 
all of the possibilities that he can have with all of these new players, you better have had some money signed, uh, stashed away for some guys that can help continue tell that story. Guys yeah. like Kenny Omega, guys like Switchblade Jay White, mm-hmm. guys like Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. guys that really are, you know what I mean, wrestling, like professional wrestling stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the last time you could only, I could really only compare it, Cody's introduction to WWE to like AJ Styles. You know what I mean? Where it's like, for a while, people always had this thing about AJ Styles was the man in the indies, but if he ever came to WWE, he'd, you know, be a good hand, but they would never really make him world champion, would they? Mm-hmm. They did plenty yeah. of times, right? And if you mean to tell me that doesn't entice a guy like Kenny Omega, that doesn't entice a guy like Kota Ibushi, that doesn't entice a guy like Switchblade Jay White, it's really interesting. There's a, mm-hmm. it, Right now is a time where WWE isn't a hard sell for a lot of people who have done everything that there is to do around the world of professional wrestling, right? Like for the guys that have, have been world-traveled, that have had IWGP, AEW, TNAs, like you've literally done everything. You only got so many miles in your body and you have one opportunity. You're probably not going to get another opportunity. Whatever contract you sign after this, the possibility of getting another opportunity in this in the next three or four years when your body has three or four more years of bumps on you Mm -hmm. to really cash out and be a megastar is very small. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't shock me to see Kenny Omega in WWE or any of the aforementioned, the Kota Ibushi, the Jay Whites. And it wouldn't shock me if, if we see Jay White the night after WrestleMania. If he pops up. Yeah. That would be a good time for him. In Crypto.com Arena. But, you know, you gotta, you gotta, it is, the night after WrestleMania is officially a branded thing. Yeah. So, you know, you got to have some That'd big bucks huge. and some people to bring out for well, that. So, yeah. mercedes Monet won the uh, IWGP Women's Championship. Seems like a big deal. She trended all night long. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, the name still is going to take some getting used to. True. Uh, but the match itself was Sasha Banks, Mercedes, Mo- Mer- Mercedes Monet at her best. Um, she's one of the greatest wrestlers that ever lived, in my opinion. Right? Like, she's one of the people who, like, there's a handful of folks who like got me to fall back in love with pro wrestling. And she's on the short list of one of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like uh, I always hold the Sasha Bailey NXT takeover Brooklyn match really close to my heart. Cause that was like the first time in a long time, like as an adult that I really felt like, Oh my God, like mm-hmm. this is, you know what I mean? Like really fucking hits you somewhere. Um, I think the beauty of what Mercedes Monet is doing right now is really proving her worth as a as as a, as a main of not even main event like her star power her star wattage is just as strong mm-hmm. you know what i mean to help really put to put it in perspective she's really being tasked to do something no woman has really ever been tasked to do before right mm-hmm. like you're basically going to you're leaving america after being the top at, at the very least, the top three or four most important women's wrestler ever in yeah. the company. And now you're going to be asked to go to a company that is steeped in wrestling tradition, 
across the globe and carry their version of women's wrestling there. Mm-hmm. And if you've kind of like watched her story or read read her, you know, uh, listen to her on podcasts or just talk about anything in sort of interviews and like her love affair for pro, go watch the the Broken Skull sessions with, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like this yeah. all kind of it's all kind of fits like what her what her vision of, for pro wrestling has always been, right? And I think once you've in in the same vein, whereas like I was talking about once you've done everything. Like your Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, Jay White. Once you've done everything around the world, WWE is the only place to go. Sasha Banks is doing the opposite of that as a woman, which nobody's really done yet. She's done everything there was to do in WWE. Now she wants to go and make women's wrestling truly fucking global. Yeah. And I hope, for my sake, I hope she just puts New Japan Pro Wrestling on her back. As, as its biggest star, as its most recognizable face, and just becomes, like, the face of that entire company. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't even remember who Okada wrestled, but I know for the past, like, two months, Kyrie and Mercedes Monet were, were in that match. That's a good thing. Not a whole lot of women's main events that are really moving the needle, like, on the same level as men in mm-hmm. Japan. So in that, in that sake, I think it's already been a success. I see people talking a little crazy online just about like, you know, people saying it's a step back or or, or downgrade or like that. And like, I don't think that's fair to say that about somebody whose dream always was to wrestle in Japan yeah, and, and do shit that no woman has ever done before, you know? It's weird to me, but I think it was a great match. I think her purpose is much more than titles and being a star or whatever. Like, at the end of the day, like... Star Wars and and all like the outside of the ring stuff like anybody who's ever had a conversation with Mercedes knows that she just fucking loves to wrestle. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like the the biggest thing of her, her all of her gripes in WWE and you know people saying like shit that she didn't you know uh, feel comfortable with or like why she would walk out and all that stuff. At the end of the day, it was not it was all about like her love of professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was really cool to see her go out there and do that and stand next to uh, 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 Okada and that be the lasting image of that event and seeing like, okay, like now I'm going to use everything that I built for the past several years and take women's wrestling even further around Mm -hmm. the globe. And who's to say? We know it's not going to last forever. You know, one day she's probably going to come back. And just like Cody, when he came back, Treated like a bigger star than even before. So I think she's doing exactly the right thing right now. And uh, I thought it was a great match. And I, and yeah, I, and I just really love to match. watch her wrestle, man. She's a fucking beast. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really cool that she's doing it. What a big weekend of pro wrestling. We're going to be back on Thursday uh, with our regular Thursday show. Try to figure out what's going on in the rest of the wrestling world. Uh, we'll talk about Dynamite. We'll talk about WrestleMania. We're officially one. We're, we're, there's no pay-per-views between here and there. So... <laughs> We'll have a lot to talk about. You want to get your plugs in on the way out? Yes, sir. Wale Mania tickets are on sale now. Get them while they're hot. We are, damn, they're almost sold out, but please get them really quickly. We still haven't even announced special guests. We still haven't even announced special performers. That's how much Wale Mania is a hot ticket this year in Los Angeles. Get those tickets now. We're going to have a live Mass Man podcast to kick off the show. Likely, hopefully, with a special guest. Um, 
But all those announcements will be coming very soon. But get your tickets now. Check out Say Less with Kazlo, King and Rosie every Monday on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Kazim. And check me out on Count It on Points Bet USA every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday for all your basketball needs. You can find me here. You can find me on the Press Box. You can find me on the Book of Wrestling. Make sure you listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, GP, Wednesday Worldwide. It's a really good lineup. Um, thank you guys all for listening, as always. Apologies, as always, to Johnny Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, Humanoids. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.